Are you tired of social media posts that boast the perfect family? Has it ever made you question what you are doing wrong? Have you ever questioned why God would entrust you to raise another human, let alone two or more? Well, my friend, you are in the right place. I'm here to assure you that God does not make mistakes. You are the parent of your children on purpose. That's right, you, in all your imperfection. I want to encourage you that with God's help, you can parent your kids exactly how they need. Sure, you'll make mistakes along the way, but we have God's grace to fill in our gaps, and He's just waiting to lift you up and help you out. So join me today as we partner with God in our parenting journeys for an uplifting message of hope. But don't forget to say hi to God first. He loves you and is waiting for you to hang out with Him each day. Ready? Let's go! Hey friends, it's another Tuesday. Thanks for showing up for another episode of Imperfect Parenting with a Perfect God. This is a glorious week here in New England. It is hot, hot, hot. So just be warned, you might hear my air conditioner going on and off on the background. So if you're wondering what all that noise is in the background, that's just my air conditioner trying to work hard to keep us comfortable here in New England. It's, it's really hot this week. It's crazy. But I'll be honest, I love it because I love to go in the water. So it definitely encourages us to do that. So um, I'm not going to complain about it whatsoever because we only get a few months of nice, warm, decent weather. But today I'm coming to you, friends, about, guess what? Friendship. And this is about you and your friends. And I'm not telling you what to do, so don't don't worry about that. But what... What I want to focus on today is having your people around you. Do you have your people? Whether you're married or parenting single or what have you, maybe you're not a parent yet, maybe you're a grandparent, do you have people around you that can encourage you in the way you should go? I know we're supposed to encourage our children and raise them up in the way they should go, but do you have people that can encourage you in the way you should go? as well as comfort you in those times you need comfort. Be a sounding board. And I'm not talking about people that replace the position of God. God is there always. He is the first and foremost person that you should be going to absolutely when you can, when you need help, when you rejoice, and everything in between. He's your go-to. Please promise me this, friends. He will be your go-to because nothing can replace him. Nothing can replace his wisdom, his experience, and his purpose. So be encouraged, friends, to always go to God first. But after that, who has he placed around you to be the encouragement in your life, to be your support? And I mean outside of your spouse if you're married. Hopefully they are there for you and hopefully they are a support with you in parenting. But, excuse me, I'm talking about those who are around you, those real true friends, the ones that get what you're going through. We all need at least one. I'm always telling my girls, if you grow up and you have one good friend, that's all you really need. 
you know, so find that one good friend. If you land with a few more than one, amazing, that's great. You're very blessed. But if you can find that one good friend that always gets you, will also call you out on things, then you are golden. Someone who is there for you, who godly, who has godly support and will direct you back to God when you should be going to God with things instead of them. That is a true friend. So I'm going to go through a few things. I'm going to start with a, I have a lot of scripture to throw at you guys today. So take notes if you can, if you don't, if you're driving, don't write anything down, (laughs) but come back to this podcast. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Come back later. Look in the show notes. I'm going to have all of the scripture I quote to you in the show notes and study them. Look through them because maybe you have a different translation of the Bible that you like. Perhaps you're a King James Version uh, fan. I'm going through the ESV because that's what I have. So I'm going to start with um, really the theme of this podcast, which comes from Proverbs. I am so sorry about my my throat. I've just got a scratchy throat today. Proverbs 27, 17. Okay. This is really the theme of this podcast of, well, not, I guess it could be the theme of this podcast, but of this particular episode, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. What does that mean? Sharpen? Well, if you have a dull blade, so I'm not going to talk about war and weaponry. I'm going to talk more about kitchen knives because that's what I'm familiar with. So if you're cutting a tomato, because tomatoes are very particular, even though they're soft skin, they are very particular. Um, or even a, a cantaloupe or a watermelon. If you are cutting a tomato and you have a dull knife, it's not going to do a good job. It's going to squish that tomato. It's going to butcher that tomato. You are not going to have beautifully cut tomatoes, precisely cut. Let's say you need really thin slices you're not going to get what you want. They're going to be thin on one side, thick on the other. Um, It's going to be squashed, not firm. And it's just, you're going to make a mess. It's really hard to dice tomatoes with a dull knife. But if you have a nice, sharp, honed, clean, thin-edged kitchen knife, it's going to cut right through that tomato beautifully, just as you want it to. And don't we want to be sharp and ready for what God has us, has for us. So a friend sharpens another good friend sharpens another friend by honing, by helping, by keeping it fresh, keeping it real. You know, yes, God definitely does that for us the best, but a friend will also do that because they're going to reflect God's love and God's God's job. You know, they're going to reflect God in our lives. So they're going to sharpen us, and we should be doing the same for them. And what does that mean? Iron sharpens iron. What does it mean to be a good friend, one who sharpens another? Does it always mean telling them what they're doing wrong? Absolutely not. Sometimes it's, you get a text from a friend who says, I'm having a really hard day. I I have a really good friend, and I'll I'll tell this a little bit later. I'll give you a little bit of my testimony later, friendship, but who can can text me again with the throat, sorry. Who can text me anytime and vice versa? You know, I just yelled at my kids and I feel like I just suck. Because we're she and I are both really trying hard not to be yelling moms. And I think she's doing an amazing job at it, FYI. But we're so hard on ourselves, aren't we? We're harder on ourselves than um, others are on us most of the time. 
And so it's just having someone to say, hey, I just screwed up again. And so what does that friend do? Well, what I do is first I encourage her, but then I pray for her because we need prayer. We need to be lifted up in prayer. That's the best thing. I'll get to that. So I'm going to be flipping through my Bible because I have, like I said, a lot of scripture to throw at you. And it's kind of all over my Bible. (laughs) So if you hear me flipping through my pages, that's why. So how do we find these friends? Well, that's that's, that's the tough part, right? I mean, maybe you have one, which is awesome, and I'm psyched for you. Maybe you're still searching for that friend. It took me a long time. I mean, through the years I've had, I've had some good friends and they've been for a season and uh, they've been amazing. And so sometimes we do, we just have those friends for a season and we have to cherish those seasonal friends in the times we had. Maybe there was a falling out and you're just no longer friends or you've moved and you're just not close enough or your life circumstances have changed and you don't relate to one another anymore. There's a, a million reasons why friendships don't last, okay? Some are some are reasonable, logical, some are bad, some are good. Um, but we have to be careful when we choose our friends and who we're going to surround ourselves with because we, we really are the average of the five people we're closest to, if you think about it. So the five people that you surround yourself with, whether it's in real real life or virtually, we are, we are the average of the five people that we're closest to. So think about those people and um, how you reflect the average of those five people. And that would include your spouse because obviously you're closest to them. So I'm going to read Proverbs twelve twenty six. One who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. So I encourage you friends to find righteous friends, ones who follow God, ones who um, go to God or are willing to um, be encouraged to go to God because that's someone that's going to do the same for you. And that's the best advice you can ever get is say, you know, what does the Bible say about that? What does God have to say about that? Have you, have you prayed about that when you're having a hard time? You want someone who's going to encourage you to pray, to go to God. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. All the more reason not to surround yourself with bad company. You know, think about who you're surrounding yourself with. What, what do you want to be the average of? Which five people? Okay. Um, so do that. Look, look around you and think, okay, who am I surrounding myself with? Do they reflect God's love? Do they encourage me? to go to him? Do they encourage me to pray? Do they, do they comfort me? Do they, um, you know, all these things. I know it's a million questions you could ask. So those are just a sample of a few. The goal of friendship. Why, why do we need friends? Why can't we just do this ourselves? Aren't we the best at it? Right? (laughs) Some of us are perfectionists and think, well, I'm just going to do it. And if I screw up, well, I'll learn and I'm going to learn by doing. And I've done, I'm a, I'm a learn by doer. But I'll tell you what, um, I've learned the value of friendship and the value of not doing it alone. I've learned to swallow my pride over the years and say, I I just should know better than to do this alone because um, God wants us to do things in community and do things with others. He, He didn't make us alone. He didn't leave Adam alone in the garden. No, it's not good for man to be alone, he said. So 
from the beginning, he says this, from the beginning of our time on earth, it's not good for us to be alone. We need a helpmate. And for Adam, that was a spouse. For you, maybe you don't have a spouse, but you need a good friend. So, behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity, he says in Psalm 133, verse 1. We need good company. We need to dwell in unity. What is a friend? Why is a friend valuable? Why isn't a spouse enough? Well, I mean, if you've married your best friend, hopefully you have, that's amazing. But sometimes you need someone who is the same. Like if you're a mom listening, maybe you need another mom to, who gets what you're going through as a mom because dads are amazing and necessary and valuable and just a, a, the center and core of the family. But moms need other moms. Dads need other dads. Am I right? I mean, there, there's just some woman things that men don't get and vice versa. In Proverbs 18, 24, it says, A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer to a brother. So what does that mean? You can have, I, I'm a very friendly person. I'm, I'm fairly outgoing. I'm not an extrovert, which many people mistake me for, but I am an outgoing person. And growing up, I've always made friends with a lot of people. But you can't maintain a lot of close friendships. That's really, 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 really hard. Um, it's like being a jack of all trades, but a master of none. I mean, finding that brother, or in my case, sister that stick, the friend that sticks closer than a sister, um, that that's worth a million dollars in gold. And gold's very valuable right now. So finding that friend who sticks closer to closer to you than a brother or a sister. That's what you want. Someone who just, they're family. They're like family. And sometimes even closer than family because sometimes we're not close to our family. Sometimes we're estranged from our family or we just don't have a good relationship with the family. But that friend who is like family, they're the family you choose. And I love that phrase. Friends are family you choose. And I think that that kind of stems from here, from Proverbs 18. 24. Proverbs 17, 17. Now we're going to get into being a good friend because not only is it important to find a good friend, it's important to be a good friend ourselves because if we're not a good friend ourselves, we're not going to have good friends, right? Friends stick together, right? So Proverbs 17, 17 says a friend loves at all times. That's number one, right? God's all about love. God is love. We, our command to love one another is all over the Bible, all through the Bible. Um, and that's really, I mean, the theme is love, right? Love one another. A friend loves at all times. And a brother is born for adversity. So I'm not going to talk about the adversity part. But a friend loves at all times. Now, think about what love means. Does love always mean telling, oh, it's okay. And, you know, it's okay that you screwed up or it's okay that blah, blah, blah. No, a friend refines a friend. The iron sharpens iron. A friend's going to be honest with you. A friend's going to be honest in love. But a friend's going to be honest with you. Uh, that the honesty is so important because a friend's going to call you out. But you cannot be offended by it. Now, I didn't mark that scripture in here. I know that it's in here. Uh, I believe it's in... 
for, uh, I think it's First Corinthians 13, often quoted at weddings, you know, love does not take offense. So if you have a friend who's calling you on something, don't take offense to it. Think about it. Okay, they're calling me out on that. Is this true? Go to God with that and pray. A good friend will call you out. Absolutely. But in love, not chastisement. That's different. So sometimes you need heartfelt advice, right? A friend is good for that. Again, do not allow that to replace the wisdom of God. I'm still telling you, go to God first. Please, 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 please. Nothing can replace the wisdom of God. But a friend is also good for certain advice that perhaps God's giving you through them. So Proverbs 27 verse 9. Oil and perfume make the heart glad. And the sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. So there you go. The Lord has given us friends to provide wise counsel. But make sure that it's biblical. Make sure that it's biblically wise. And again, make sure you've gone to God first. Please, I can't even encourage you enough. That's really, that's why I started this podcast. Because I just want to encourage you in that way. And honestly, it's because I didn't do it for so long. And when I finally submitted myself to God, I was at the lowest point. And I really, I mean, think of all the times I could have gone to him and I didn't. And uh, I'm not regretting it because God has taken it and, and used it for my good. And he gets all the glory, totally. Because I couldn't do this thing called parenting without him. But um, if I had just gone to him in the first place, if I had realized that, if I had had friends who directed me in that way, which I didn't, um, which surprise, surprises me when I look back at it, but I'm not going to place blame. I'm not going to worry about it because I'm in a good place now. And, um, you know, I go to God now, which is what, what we need to focus on. So no regrets. I learned a really valuable life lesson there. All right. So we're jumping into Job. Uh, everyone thinks of Job and thinks, Oh, so depressing, right? Job is full of, of good stuff. Okay, so we're going to go to Job 2, verse 11. This is about his friends. It's so important. Friends are so important that God actually dedicated uh, a chapter in Job, or a whole section in Job 2 about his friends. So Job 2, 11. Now when Job's three friends heard of all this evil that had come upon him, they came each from his own place. And I'm going to skip their names. <laughs> they made an appointment together to come to show him sympathy and comfort him. They surrounded him with comfort and sympathy. He was having a hard time, wasn't he? Go back and read Job. He was having a hard time, really hard time. And his friends said, hey, our friend's having a hard time. Let's go see him. Let's go be with him. Let's go spend time with him and comfort him. Let's, let's sympathize with him. That's another thing. That's another thing a good friend does. You see your friends hurt, right? And you go. Maybe you, you gather a couple of other good friends, if you have them around, and you say, hey, let's, let's go take care of them. How many of you have ever brought a meal to a friend who has, is going through something, whether it's a new baby, a surgery, um, the loss of somebody? How many of you have surrounded people with food? I mean, we Christians are all about food, right? But every time we get together, there's food. I don't know why, but food's yummy. <laughs> Maybe that's just it. Food's yummy, and it's a practical way that we can serve one another. And it's a way to, to comfort people, to know you're there for them, for their practical needs. When you can't be there to comfort them, 
in a way that only God can, right? So you comfort them. I'm sure that there was a lot of prayer involved in that comforting, as, as should be. You know, that's the first step in comforting is lifting them up, whether you're with them praying for them or praying for them beforehand or around them or just constantly. What a great way to comfort them. Uh, here we go. Are you ready? Here's the theme scripture for this podcast, the whole podcast. I love this scripture, and this is why I started it, other than the fact that God told me to because he's you know, persistent that way. <laughs> but this is why he wanted me to do this, and I really hope that this is true to the nature of what I'm doing here. I hope that you feel this because that's the whole point. We're going to 1 Thessalonians 5.11. That's 1 Thessalonians 5.11. It'll be in the show notes to go back to if you don't have a pen and paper with you or if you're driving. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. Encourage one another and build one another up. When your friend texts you and says she's having a bad day or she, she screwed up, what's your response? Think about that. Are you encouraging? Are you building her up? Are you chastising her? Are you judging her? Are you, you know, what's your response? Think about that. It's really important. Another one here is Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10. Two are better than one. This is why we have friends. You ready? Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their, for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Now this isn't to say, oh, you don't have a friend. Oh, it sucks to be you. That's not what this is saying, okay? It's encouraging you. It's God saying, find that friend. Find your person. Surround yourself with the ones you can trust. And be that friend. Be the friend who can lift one another, lift another up. It's so important. And I've mentioned it throughout this podcast, but this is so very powerful. Pray for each other. Pray for your friends. Pray when they're in need. Pray rejoices and praises when they're on top of the world. But pray for them and their families. Pray for them. Job 42 verse 10 says, And the Lord restored and for... Excuse me, I, I misread that. And the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Now, we're not praying for our friends so we get things, obviously. This is just showing that the Lord blesses those who bless others. In whatever way that's going to look, who knows. But it's important because prayer is so powerful. We're commanded often in the Bible to pray for one another. Go to God for your friends on behalf of them. Rejoice to God because of them. Thank him for your friends. Thank him for surrounding you with people that you can trust, that love you like family, and that point you to him. I want to end with this here. This is a really great culmination of how to be a good friend. So if you've written nothing else down, if you're not driving, remember this. Keep this close to you if you need it. Colossians 3, 
verses 12 to 14. This is a really great definition of how to be a good friend. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So there are a couple of things in there, and I actually was going to talk about them separately, but I decided to um, talk about all of them at the same time. But in, in the midst of all that, what a good friend is, friendship isn't perfect. If you have a fight with a friend, that does not mean the friendship is over, necessarily. I guess it depends on the nature of the fight. However, God calls us to forgive them, to be patient with them, to have grace. So what does that mean? Does it mean you have to be their friend because you had a tiff? Again, it depends on the nature of the problem, but he does call us to forgive anyway. Because if we don't hold, if we hold on to that grudge, it's just hurting us anyway. He doesn't want that for us. He doesn't want it eating away at our hearts. We're not going to be a good friend going forward if we're holding on to grudges. No, no, we need to be open and willing and ready and free to love. And if we're holding on to grudges, we're really not. So no matter what, you need to forgive. And friend, I can do a whole podcast. I could do an entire podcast itself, not even an episode on forgiveness because I've got some stories to tell about that. But that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm not going to give those right now. So if you're thinking I could never forgive them for what they did. Yes, you can. You're choosing not to. It doesn't mean you have to be their friend anymore. But with friendship comes conflict. And that conflict doesn't have to be the end of friendship. Sometimes it is, but it doesn't have to be. So think about it. Don't be offended by your friend easily. Love finds no offense. Love takes no offense. So forgive them. And above all, love. Put on love. That is the most important thing. To be a good friend means to love. Love like family because friends are the family we choose. Surround yourself with people you can trust. Godly people who will be honest with you, who will love you for who you are, who will love your kids for who they are without judgment and you know, you, you've got gold in your pocket right there. So I want to encourage you to find your iron. Find that friend who will sharpen you. All you need is one good friend. One good friend. And if you don't have that yet, you'll find it. Pray. Go to God. Say, Lord, can you bring me that one good friend? Show me who that is. I needed him to show me because I actually had, uh, I'm, and I, I'm, in my mind, I have this one particular friend who... Um, I have in my nearly daily life. Um, she's like a sister to me. And she was right in front of me for years. And I never thought of her wanting would be wanting to be my friend. Honestly, I, I always thought she wouldn't want to be my friend. That was really my mentality. And so I suffered for a long time without having her in my life. Because I was going through so much that I know that she could have lifted me up in prayer and shown me some truth about going to God because she's a godly woman and she's amazing. She's an incredible mother and she's someone I can go to 
in all times, good and bad. And she gets me. So find someone like that. If you don't have someone like that, pray. I know I'm repeating myself, but it's super important. Pray to God. And we're going to pray right now. Heavenly Father, thank you for friendship, unity, community, family, and love above all else. Thank you for giving us these things. You know that it was not good for us to be alone, so you gave us each other. Oh, how important it is to come together, for where two or more are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of them. So Lord, as we pray together right now, I know that you are here. And even though there's nobody around me physically right now, I know that those who are listening right now uh, are, are virtually with me. And so we are surrounded together by you. Lord, those of us who have that one good friend or a few good friends that we can turn to, I praise you so much for that. I thank you for those gifts, for that opportunity to love and be loved by those who get us. But I thank you for being there for us no matter what for teaching us each to be a good friend, to surround us with those five people that we can be an average of that reflect your light. And for those who just don't quite have that good friend yet, I lift them up to you, Lord. I know you see their heart. I know you see what they're going through in life. Lord, I ask that you would bring that friend to them, that, that they would see that person. That you would make them very aware of that person. It's, you know, I mean, put a neon sign above their head if you have to, Lord. Do what you have to do to point that person out, but say, this is your friend. This is the one who you're going to love on and they're going to love on you. Here's your person. I thank you so much, God, that you can and will do that for those who do not have somebody because you know that it's not good for us to be alone. Oh, God, you think of everything. You have a grand plan and a beautiful design when it comes to us and this whole earth. It's so, it's amazing. It blows my mind. You are an incredible creator. You are a redeemer and you forgive us when we screw up so we can do the same for others. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of friendship. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Now go text your friend and tell her you love her. <laughs> I command you. Ah. Now go let your friends know that you love them and you appreciate them. It's so important to be encouraged that way. I, I, I'm so thankful that you showed up today to listen to me blabber on for a half an hour about friendship. It's just so important. I'm sorry. This was much longer than my normal podcast, but friendship is so important. So go give your friends some love. Be a good friend today. I love you guys. Have a great week. Are you looking for a great Bible study? And do you love coffee like I do? Well, Coffee with Jesus Boxes, new box is coming out in July and we have a great study for you and some amazing coffee from right here in New Hampshire. So get over to coffeewithjesusbox.com and join our newsletter because we are going to do a big reveal this week of all that's coming to the new box. I am so excited for all of the items that I've managed to curate to put in this box to spoil you. So get over to coffeewithjesusbox.com, join the newsletter so you can be in the know. And every Tuesday, you're going to get an encouraging email called Take Heart Tuesdays. 
It's not to sell you on anything. It's simply to encourage you. So go on over, join our newsletter, see what we're all about. And from there, you can also grab this podcast. So two for one deal right there for free. (laughs) Come on over to coffeewithjesusbox.com and join the newsletter. And I'll be coming at you in your inbox. See you soon. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Imperfect Parenting with a Perfect God, where we parent imperfectly, but we invite God to be the center of it. And with Him, all things are possible. If you like this episode, please rate and review it so others can find us and be sure to share it with your friends and family. Thanks for subscribing today and God bless you.